0: The Spirit of God which has been given to this our flesh cannot endure sadness or constraint. The shepherd of Hermas. When the Spirit of God descends upon a man and overshadows him with the fullness of his outpouring, then his soul overflows with a joy not to be described. For the Holy Spirit turns to joy whatever he touches. We can tell a lot about a person by their postures, what we do with our hands. The angry person clenches their fists and shakes them in a threatening manner out of frustration and anger. The person whose spirit has been broken hangs with his hands at his side, listless, without energy. On the other hand, the person who praises God stands as the Virgin Mary in the Oran's position, holding up hands to God, praising and giving Him thanks for His great love and His great mercy. This is the Feast of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, the giving of the Holy Spirit. How do we hold our hands? The prayer of the Holy Spirit is, O Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, Presence in all places, Filling all things, Treasury of blessings and giver of life, Come and abide in us, And cleanse us from every stain, And save our souls, O good ones. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Our best example is to look at the lives of the Apostles before Pentecost and after Pentecost. We have the example of Peter denying Christ three times. We have James and John fighting over who's going to be on the right and who's going to be on the left. And then we have Pentecost. And we see that the Apostles have Purpose and mission; their lives and their daily experience is transformed. They are no longer simple fishermen, but they've been transformed into fishers of men. And that's what God gives each of us: a purpose and a mission. My good friend, Father Christodoulos, now the hero that is the preacher the traveling preacher and the confessor for the metropolis he begins each day with a general plan kind of an idea how he's going to meet his daily obligations and responsibilities and that's the framework that he hangs his day on but he sees each day as a divine opportunity to live the gospel, that is, everyone he encounters, everyone he meets, is a divine interruption. That affords the opportunity for sanctification and holiness, either his own or the other person's, but more often than not, both. This kind of thinking turns life on its head. Some people think the purpose of life is to accumulate as much stuff as possible before they die and use the precious resources of time, talent and treasure to do just that, regardless of what they have to do to get it. Oftentimes, this involves throwing moral guidelines out the window we read about it in the newspapers every day. We make movies and TV shows and turn it into entertainment, showcasing how divisive and clever human beings can be. It drives us to be want to be rich and famous and to feel inadequate if we are not. We can compare it to a diet. A steady diet of TV like this is not healthy for us. Physically speaking, 30% of American adults are clinically obese. Diabetes and associated health problems debilitate us and rob us of life. We're so big we can no longer move comfortably through life. We don't see it, but the same thing is happening spiritually. A steady diet of brainwashing has led us to an entitlement, entertainment, elitist mentality. And life has become a burden. It was never meant to be that way. We have lost our way, our purpose, our high calling have been abandoned. We have high expectations of how life should be and are disappointed When it doesn't happen, so we self-medicate with food, sex, drugs, alcohol, money, entertainment, sports. The result is not joy and fulfillment, but a dulling of our senses, a sense of dread, a lack of joy and purpose, and spirit. In short, depression, disappointment, discouragement. Christos Ware writes about those of us who have received the Holy Spirit in baptism and chrismation. He says, however careless and indifferent the baptized may be in their subsequent life, this indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is never totally withdrawn. But unless we cooperate with God's grace, unless through the exercise of our free will we struggle to perform the commandments, it is likely that the Spirit's presence within us will remain hidden and unconscious. As pilgrims of the way, then, it is our purpose to advance from the stage where the grace of the Spirit is present and active within us in a hidden way to the point of conscious awareness. When we know the Spirit's power openly, directly, with a full perception of our heart, I am come to cast fire on the earth, Christ said and how I wish it were already kindled. The Pentecostal spark of the Spirit existing in each of us from baptism is to be kindled into a living flame. We are to become what we are. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. The conscious awareness of the Spirit's action should be something that permeates the whole of our inward life. So when we pray, O Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, Treasury of Blessings, and Giver of life, we should know. The lives of the apostles were transformed by this power. They had purpose, they had vision, and with the coming of the Holy Spirit, they now had power. Life was suddenly transformed into a great adventure, a great opportunity, and a high calling. This is the same Holy Spirit given to each of us when we were baptized and chrismated. This has the power to transform our lives into a great adventure with great opportunity and a high calling as well. They all traveled the world sharing their faith, meeting new people, ministering the gospel, seeing lives transformed, not as tourists, but as apostles. Of course, not everyone received their message. Some did not. But those who did became sons and daughters of the living God. They themselves, each in their own turn, suffered martyrdom, all of the apostles except John. Just as the God they served was killed because of his message and his claim to be the Son of God, so too were the apostles killed because they confronted the rulers of this world with a radical message of peace, love, and salvation. Why is that so threatening? Because it means change, surrender, letting go of my power, my agenda. My purpose. But what do we get in exchange? Abundant life now and in the end, eternal life with God. Do not be deceived. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit. As Voltaire says through Candide, this is the best possible life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.